Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, uh, this is me, Chris McGlade. Tickets are on sale for my critically acclaimed show, Forgiveness, at the iconic 100 Club on Oxford Street in London. How can you write a comedy show about the murder of your father? Well, Chris McGlade, the Northern Comedian, has with his critically acclaimed show, Forgiveness, at the 100 Club on Oxford Street, October the 12th. Tickets at billetto.co.uk or at the 100 Club. Chris McGlade, Forgiveness. Come down and see the show. Thanks very much. From the people who turned a niche Scottish football podcast into a critically acclaimed TV show on the BBC. It's Review from the Terrace, a pop culture podcast network. Hello and welcome to the Still Game podcast. My name is Bethany Tennick. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Rewatchable. Hello and welcome to Review from the Turnbuckle. Debating the best in movies, iconic TV shows, classic albums, peak era wrestling and so much more. Some intern got fired for that. Like, <laughs> you like, Jared! And what would you have done? <laughs> Loved it. What a moment. What a moment. Review from the Terrace brings together a collection of professionals, pals, misfits and special guest interviews. The one and only Ewan Angus. Big G Telfer. Director of Still Games, Michael Hines. That's Review from the Terrace, a newly created podcast network with at least two shows dropping every week. Hi, neighbour. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. It's been a long time, man. <laughs> Many people will say it's the biggest moment in the history of this. It's about 35. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to uh, Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Sidekick Josh is looking resplendent in his Soho House style mansion. Hi, Josh. I am delighted to be here. I'm not in a mansion, sadly, but um, Soho House style, I'll take it. I think it's a huge compliment to my wife who designed this room, and yeah. I'll pass on your your kind remarks. You are, of course, in, in your HQ where we every week see a Bamiang and Lacazette over your shoulder, mm. Mm. Yeah, shaking yeah. hands with each other. 
Yeah. Any actually, other developments at your place? I actually recently, funnily enough, I probably shouldn't say this is going to this is going to um, seal my reputation for being an absolute massive ponce. But um, yeah. I have recently acquired a lot of Soho Home, which is the Soho House Homewares offshoot. Um, because I did that thing where they do that thing where if you spend loads of money on your Soho House uh, membership, they give it to you back in credit. So I've just spent a vast amount of money on so, on so like towels and bedding, bed equipment and um, cushions, etc. So my my flat is suddenly looking like so like more like Soho House, even than yours, Josh. As if as if we could be any more elitist. Anyway, I, I was going to say I've not I've not been myself, so I'm, I'm, well, my we'll my invite got lost in the post. Josh and I will treat you. <laughs> at, the end, at the end of the season, if I'll you've achieved that. if you've achieved enough um, quality appearances on this podcast, Max, that is the voice of Max Goodborn, PR legend, um, oh. Arsenal fan, etc. Hi, Max. Hello, guys. Wonderful to be joining you today. Thank you. Um, of Ready Ten PR, that's the name of your company, isn't it? Ready Ten PR. Yeah, little plug you, there. Yeah, little, little plug, little plug. Check it on um, Twitter, etc. Um, where to begin? Well, apart from ignoring, let's hope someone edits out my Soho home um, confession. <laughs> um, where to begin with our triumphant one nil victory over Burnley? Perhaps with did we all did we all um, manage to watch it, Josh? How much of it? I I, I confess. Um, I listened, it was on Five Live, it was the live game on Five Live, which was handy, and I, and I did have a stream on my um, iPad, um, and it meant that my technique now is, because the Five Live, if Five Live is covering a match, they're ahead of a live stream, so they were about 10 seconds ahead, so whenever anything vaguely important happened, or significant happened, I would then double check, I would go onto the live stream and see it for real um, in video form, and that worked quite well for me. How about you? How did, how did you keep in touch with the game? I did find a terrific stream. It was, I think, the South African coverage, oh. which is just the international sort of international Premier League productions feed. And I had a, a good stream and a perfectly enjoyable experience. It's strange to think it hasn't been that long since these games were all being offered to us at fifteen pounds yeah. for <laughs> that for that period, and then they were free again. Mm. And now it makes you think about what would you be happy to spend given your alternative as a dodgy stream. We all had it. We all enjoyed yeah. that period where it was just free when it was on, you know, Sky and Sky Ultra HD if you're Boyd. But for those of us uh, who are now resorting to streams, which I think was pretty much everyone, right? Then uh, it does make you think. What would you have paid, Boyd? If it, if you had the option um, just to stick it on your TV, what would you have been happy? Oh, to part I with? mean, I'm so um, <laughs> I would have paid probably quite a lot of money. I would definitely have paid fifteen. Yeah, I mean, I would have been that. Yeah. I think when they when they came up with that crackpot scheme, um, they were thinking of fans like me who who are so um, you know kind of elitist that would probably spend that kind of money on washing it uh, in the comfort of our own homes. But Max, you how did you watch it? Did you did you have a nice stream? I mean, yeah. we're, we're not, I'm not. By the way, listeners, in case anyone from the, I think, I think we're. Yeah. Legal, I don't know what the legal position is. I don't think they can arrest you for watching something. I think, um, like above board football. I think if you if you provide the stream, I mean, I'm making this up. But we're all admitting that we watched it some way. Max, I don't want to get you in trouble, but did you manage to watch the game? Yeah, I did. I watched it. Uh, Astro Super Sports, I think it was. Oh, I saw okay. uh, mine and Josh's close friend, uh, Nigel Winterburn, was one of the pundits for that one. Um, so, 
Yes, he was. He was. He did, did a sterling job at half time, and the, the stream held up pretty well. Other than I missed the goal. I missed. Oh. The free, I got the, the, uh, there was a. Uh, it was it was doing pretty well, and then the free kick was awarded, and it just cut out. And then by the time we were back on, it had been scored, which was our our best best bit of the game. But um, but yeah, did watch did watch it all. Good, good. Um, you because you, Josh, you get to more. I mean, you go to way more away games than I do, but you weren't tempted by this one, Burnley. Too much a bridge too far, <laughs> a northern trip too far. I was tempted, you know, but. I was actually left in charge of my eight-month-old daughter for the first time alone as my wife went on a hen party this weekend. So had I then tried to offload her to, say, grandparents or other care, that may have looked inappropriate. So, (laughs) no, I've decided not to uh, do the trip to to Burnley, but I'm definitely going to get some some good away trips in this season. I hope you'll be joining, Boyd. I mean, Man United away is midweek, which gives me memories of your Mm. famous trip to Old Trafford, where you recorded a podcast drunk, frankly, on the yeah. way back home. So maybe we, we can try and... I, I when is that? For that one. When is that? Okay. Coming up. Well, uh, I think it's... Uh, let me calendar. just Google it. Okay. Yeah, I'm checking the calendar as we speak. That game is taking place on the 30th of November, uh, oh, okay. 8 p.m. That's, kickoff. So that's the week. That's that. the week before my birthday. So maybe that'll, maybe that'll work out a bit. Yeah, that's quite a good Are idea. Are you suggesting like an overnight trip to celebrate um, the birthday on this Tuesday night? Maybe, or? maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Um, I mean, it's scary to play Man United. Much scarier now than they were what that game, which was what, a couple of years ago now, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, I was thinking of that game, Max, because that game we had quite a good VAR decision by memory go go our way. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? I think it sticks in the mind. Abamian, Abamian. Yeah, goal. right. Yeah. And um, which I think was waved, flagged offside, but was then given onside in the VAR. And he's onside well. by about two yards, wasn't he? Right. <laughs> and uh, I think this, the VAR decision that happened in the Burnley game yeah. felt like one of our best VAR that's gone for us for a long time. Thank And thank fuck for that because, you know, we well, won that game. I, thought. I mean, you, yeah, you say that, but how could that possibly have been given? <laughs> I mean, uh, first and foremost, I think the real thing to think about with that was what a poor back pass it was. By Ben was, White. Yeah, so under hit. 50 um, million Ben White. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, th- I thought, to be honest, I thought he struggled um, against against Wood and Ashley Barnes. I thought they really did get the better of him, but uh, but yeah, it was a, it was it was it was a hairy moment when uh, when the, when it was initially given for a pen, and you thought, here we go. But um, but yeah, VAR came to our to our rescue on that occasion. Do you agree, Josh, that Ben White, he definitely, um, I wouldn't say he's arrived um, with glowing, um, glowingly good reviews for his performances so far. I mean, he, he played in the in the first, the Calamitous first game um, and wasn't great. Um, and he played, then he had some weeks off for, for COVID. And then, and then he came back and he was, he's, he was dodgy, wasn't he? In the, yes, in the, in the, in the Burnley game. I mean, funnily enough, not for the reasons like his heading was fine. His, his defensive heading was good. I think his stats were, were really good there, but it was that back pass was terrible. And he had a couple of dodgy moments yeah. when they were playing it around at the back where he seemed either overconfident or I don't know what, or just lack of concentration. You just, there were just some definitely some dodgy moments. Look, there are a couple of moments, but I think there's a danger of overreacting here. I mean, the pass back is is poor, but not. You probably, you know, you you could have one or two of those a season. We're lucky we we got a we got away with it, and one of those moments where you're really thankful there was VAR because 
Otherwise, you know, it's a, a penalty and, you know, invariably probably a, a draw in the game. So I don't know. I think maybe that's hard. Gabrielle and Ben White were probably always going to be the centre-half pairing that we were prepared for this season. I think any new defensive partnership is going to take a little bit of time. Is it going to be flawless from the beginning? No. Should we celebrate two clean sheets in a row in two incredibly important games just to get the six points, albeit probably expected to to get six or certainly four points? So I think um, I'm not I'm not worried or concerned or drawing conclusions about someone that you know cost mm. obviously a, an absolute fortune in terms of a fee for someone that's, you know, just been on the fringes really of international football and, you know, playing championship football just a couple of years ago. I'm not too worried, Boyd. I think there are yeah. sterner tests to come. Let, let's see. Sunday will give us I'm a better not, idea not... how he copes with Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not worried. Don't get me wrong. I just think I'm just. I, I was just reflecting. I'm not having a go at him. Um, I, I will be patient. It's a bit like it could be like um, when you when you get a new player. Sometimes, like I, I can think of players, especially defenders, and I'm gonna now forget to remember their names. But I mean, we've had loads of um, you know squillatches. I'm thinking of that kind of defender who sometimes arrives and has a couple of good games and makes quite a good impression, and then then it tails off disastrously, and they never and they never recover. I'd rather. Like he works his way into form, and that we give him the chance. As clearly, he will because, as you're right, that is this is our first choice defence now, isn't it? Um, yeah. I'd rather they have it, make a massive splash instantly, and maybe then you know it's sort of flash in the pan. Recency, recency bias is just everything in football now. Recency yeah. bias is such a yeah. it's such a um, it's the phrase much loved of the Guardian podcast yeah. football podcast and it's i don't even know if the word recency actually exists but but yeah i know what you're saying <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like you you do if someone has one bad game that they're shit yeah. and whatever it's just every, everything's overall from from previous performances and you know even last season where he was such a such a key performer for brighton but um no i i'm i'm, I'm hopeful of of him and i think you know by contrast, the conversation. I think Gabrielle's been been amazing the last couple of games. Looks so solid. Yeah, um, he was just like just. It's just so good to see him back amongst things. Like you, you know, he's someone that's for, for someone who I can't believe he's twenty two. He's he's yeah. he's enormous. He's so strong. Like he's, he's he's great to see him back in the team. What We've um, really missed him? Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. What what were your thoughts on uh, Tommy Asu? I thought he was great. I really do. I think um, I don't think he's put a foot wrong. Um, yeah. Literally, in 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 the games he's played, um, and I, look, I mean, you have to give. I think we have to give. I'm about to give Arteta and the and and you know all the Edu and the whoever the hell sorted out our transfers because Tommy Asu looks like a really good buy again. You know, with with you're right. You know, <laughs> recency bias, but he really does look. I mean, he just yeah. has to keep this up, doesn't he? He has to, you know. But yeah. I think he's, he looks solid. He looks, you know, when he attacks, when he want, when he when he gets a chance, um, I think he's really really impressive. So him, you've got him, who's a really int- really good signing. You know, not that expensive, and that was the position we desperately needed someone because of all of our mediocre right backs. Um, then Ramsdale. I mean, Ramsdale's been a fucking revelation, hasn't he? He's like a folk hero already. I, I was speaking to one of my friends about it, and he's he's playing out of his skin at the moment. I know it's like only a couple of games, and he could be like a big mistake away, whatever. But you can tell that he's almost playing above himself. It almost reminds me of when Emmy Martinez came into the team, oh, and yeah. it's like so like he's so delighted to get that opportunity. Like against Burnley, like how many? 
keepers have we had, you know, in the past? You think of like the Chesneys and Fabianskis where anything, you know, under their throat is just a nightmare. But he took everything and like, I, mm. I think I think he was man of the match from Arsenal supporters. And for me, rightly yeah. deserved because I thought, I thought he was brilliant. And he looked, he just looks like at the moment, he, you know, we've played, I think he's played three games and obviously not conceded yet. And you just want that to keep going further and further. And even if he does concede like, a worldy goal or whatever, like his confidence is, is right up at the moment. And that's what you need as a goalkeeper. And maybe that's where, where Leno was in the team for so long with faltering confidence that we, we suffered a little bit from that. He's a presence, isn't he, Josh? And I think this is another example of me being right and you being wrong, because I think I predicted that he would keep him in the team and that he would, he's become first choice. He's clearly become first choice keeper already. I mean, this is, you know, there's no, He'd have to fuck up massively for Leno to get back in the team, I think. And he's already looking a distinct improvement, isn't he? Particularly as Max refers to getting, getting you know, high balls, jumping for them, holding them, um, <laughs> just just dominating the area. And even there was even a moment where you know, there was a corner and he was being jostled, and he he just kind of like pushed them out of the way. He did that thing that Leno did not do famously um, in the first game of the season. What do you what do you reckon about Ramsdale? You must be surprised. Well, I don't know if you saw the story, but there was a German football journalist who's well-respected who did tweet out ahead of the game at the weekend that Leno had been told he would have two games off following the defeat of Manchester City and that he would return in goal for the North London derby. So there was already a feeling that this may have been sort of pre-arranged or premeditated to give Ramsdale some games. So are you I don't seriously? Know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you seriously telling me that that Leno's going to come back for the Spurs game? This is the information that was put wow. out into the public domain. That is Twitter. Uh, you might be familiar <laughs> yeah. with Twitter. It's, uh, was it was it a reliable a source? Who was this? It is the, the Build reporter uh, Christian Falk. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, with his no. work, but. Uh, yeah. He has a blue tick and 306,000 followers on Twitter. Oh. So perhaps I mean, that makes him an authority. I mean, you've got 75, 80,000. Yeah, anyone could get a blue tick. So, anyone could get yeah. a blue tick these days. Christian so, Fuchs, is that his name? Uh, Falk, uh, F-A-L-K. Uh, Christian Falk. Oh. So what I'm saying is it, it's possibly premeditated, agreed. You, you could argue this. Did Leno do enough to be dropped in the 5-0 defeat at Manchester City, I argue no. Uh, he actually made a string of good saves. Yes, the, we got heavily beat. There was the cross for, I think, Gudnigan's header that was possibly poor, but there were one of several mistakes on that goal. Apart from that, I don't think he was at fault for the other goals. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked to see Bernd Leno, the German number two, uh, return to our goal on Sunday. I think there's there's a real balance to be had as well with like, I think this is what I've been most critical of Arteta for is he doesn't manage, like if you look at Arsenal players as assets, he doesn't really manage his assets very well. He almost kind of speaks down about people in the press and sometimes you always think, well, if we are going to have to sell these players come next summer, are we going to be able to recoup good good funds for them? And and I, f- I feel like sometimes with, like, like with Bert Leno, if he was just to whip him out the team and then didn't play again, like with Gwenduzi, Gwenduzi's gone on loan and, you know, there's there's a season-long loan before potentially 9.5 million when we could have sold him probably for double that the summer before. Um, it's something to be thought about there maybe. 
how how would you feel if if um, I mean I feel like as I said I feel like um, Ramsdale's become a, a massive hit with the fans. You yeah, know, a fan favorite. I think he's had two. He's had really. He hasn't put. I use that cliche again. He hasn't put a foot wrong. Not only that, I think that tackle, you know, for the penalty that was that was kind of brilliant because he he didn't panic. He just it was rather a well timed, you know, not flailing tackle, which is clearly why it was reversed. So obviously, it wasn't a penalty, as you said. I think there'll be a, a fan uproar if he was dropped for the Spurs game. Yeah, no matter what Christian Fox says. I'll- I would like I would like Leno in on Wednesday night. Yeah, fine. Um, oh yeah, fine in the League Cup. Yeah, sure. I'd yeah. like Leno in on Wednesday night, and if he drops a bollock in that, <laughs> then definitely not starting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if he drops a ball or a bollock, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not so much the case that I think you could argue. You know, I wouldn't argue necessarily with Josh that that that, that Leno did that much wrong in that in in when in the games, but. I said this last week, but I was referring to this last week. I don't think I don't think Leno. I think Leno has been on a kind of sl- slightly off. Just yeah. I don't think he's commanding enough, and I think and, and I often he's. Uh, I, mean, I said this last week about how d- unlikable he is. Whereas Ramsdale seems like a much more likable. I don't know. I just think he. I think I think the defense. Um, I'm already saying this. I have very very little proof. But I'm going to say anyone. I feel like the uh, that young defense prefers him than fucking Leno, who blames them. Well, and every time there's a goal, we can see the goal. Even if Leno's vaguely at fault or vaguely you know, could have gone for it, he, 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 he. I feel he still blames the defenders for it. I don't know. It's been their fault sometimes. Yeah, I think Arteta's wanting a keeper to be able to play with his feet and Leno right, right. not that comfortable doing that. And yeah. Leno has been questionable under the high ball recently, you know, in, in, in the last in the last season or so. And, and Ramsdale seems to be quite comfortable there. So by contrast, you know, it seems to have, have fit quite well. Leno is a, is a great shot stop. I don't think many people could deny that. Um, but yeah, it is certainly interesting, as you say. And, and, and I think Leno has had... He's a keeper that's not had any competition really for the best part of a season yeah. and a half. With you know, Runnison was his was his closest competition before that, and now he's got now there's somebody that's come in and has had a sniff of the number one spot, and you you know that they're not going to give that up easily. So it's it'll be very interesting to see who Mikel does start against Spurs. Mm. I would be I would be amazed if he doesn't start with Ramsey, but mm. we'll see we'll see. Um, I have another very big question to ask, um, but before we get to that. Let's take a quick break. And we're back from the break. Um, my big question is, you know who else is available for the Spurs game, don't you? Granite Xhaka. What are the chances, Max, of him? What are the chances that He's definitely going to play, isn't he? I mean, there's no way. Looking historically, um, I think he goes straight back in the team. I, and, and I will be marginally less furious than if um, Leno gets picked over Ramsdale, if Shaka gets back in the team. But I think he will, especially because it's a North London derby. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. It just seems a formality. And there's something you can guarantee with Xhaka is that managers just pick him. He must be incredible in training. And apparently he does have a real you know, like great, great attitudes and like really applies himself really well and, 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 and has that and has almost an infectious attitude to everybody else. But I just, you just know that these occasions, you know, one, one in five chance that he is just going to get another red card. And, and, you know, I think Gary Neville said it, you'll never be able to change that with, with Granite Xhaka. So I don't know. I, it's, it's, I, I, I must admit, I, 
I, I did like, I love seeing Party back, obviously, but you know the the development of Lakonga coming in. I even like Maitland Niles in the middle as well. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think it will be Jacka coming back yeah. because everybody loves him. But it will it will again be interesting to see what happens. It will be interesting. We should say that I, I wanted to. Say, I, I was just going to mention that 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 team selection again to give. To give um, the manager credit, Arteta, I've been calling. This is this is the team. I, I this is my team that I would have picked. Um, the, the, t- the 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 team he played against Burnley, and it, initially, you know, you'd think it was going to be a four three three, which I've been saying we should give a go. It was more of a four one four one, wasn't it? It was a very fle- it was a kind of pretty flexible formation, but it was definitely like Partey at the back. Click- clearing stuff up and then in front of him all of these attacking players Pepe, Smithrow, Degard, Sack and he didn't work particularly well I mean no. it has to be said we only I think we only had what maybe three shots on target maybe um, what the stats we had 13 shots three on target yeah um, uh, yeah which isn't great but that's been a problem obviously that getting the attack knitting our attacking players together getting them playing well together has been a, one of the major difficulties Arteta's had but I think that team selection I think I I, I, I would hope and pray I'm not saying he should play he's not going to play that team against Spurs no way but I do think in the games against teams like Burnley that that is the kind of team we should be playing for sure like all of all of our best attacking players finding a way to fit them in but he's definitely not going to play that that kind of team against Spurs is he um sorry Josh what were you saying well, I, I, I can't see any other situation apart from Granit Xhaka come, coming back into the lineup, and I, I have to defend him slightly from the statistical guesswork possibly there uh, from Max saying it was about one in four. Uh, Do you say one in four on the red card, Max? Something like that, yeah. It must be statistically yeah. something like that. <laughs> it's one in forty-one. I have to tell you, in in the Premier League, it's one in forty-one. Just four red cards, one hundred and sixty-four. We we have a a, a miss uh, probably that we in just four red cards in, is quite a thing to say in Premier anyway. in Premier League in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, four red cards for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, it feels like a lot more than that. <laughs> it does feel like a lot more. Um, I mean, he gets booked every fucking game, doesn't he? I mean, let's not let's not forget that. Uh, I think it works out just under what well, just over one in three, uh, just okay. over one in three. Um, look, the we know what the back four is going to be, don't we? I mean, it's Tierney, it's Gabriel, Ben White, um, Tomi Yasu. I I cannot see um, a situation where Granite Jacker doesn't play. I can't see a situation where Thomas Party doesn't play. Has Odegaard done enough to play? Yeah, probably I mean, he'll play. He'll, he'll drop, I'll tell you exactly. He'll drop Smith Rowe for um. He get he'll he'll drop yeah. Smith Rowe. I completely yeah. agree. Um, I just wonder if there's a you know when when Lacazette comes back into the lineup. But I I think what's more likely is, is Saka, Abamyang, Pepe. So you got Jacqueline Party, Odegaard ahead, Saka, Pepe, Abamyang, and and that's the team. And I suspect that's a, the most common team we'll we'll see this season if everyone's fit. I just um, think. When I, when I look at the Arsenal team, I think there's just a bit of a cause for concern. I think we, we did one goal from open play in the yeah. first five games. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's quite a cause kick. for concern, yeah. Yeah, and obviously the free kick... Um, you know, it was a great free kick, but other than that, like, there wasn't, there wasn't many clear-cut chances. So... And it's not like we're creating loads. Um, so that's no. and, that, and that's and that's and that's quite worrying for me. 
And I feel like when we're getting into those areas as well, we're just not being clinical. I think, I must admit, I think, I think, um, I think Bukayo Saka's struggled a little bit since coming back. He's definitely not, you know, as a, as a player that, that was so good for us, I, I was speaking to one of my friends the other day and I, I think from, from my side, I think the best we saw of Saka was almost when he, he was, he'd been into the team about six months and he was playing like left wing back and registered like 13 assists or something like that, where it seems like when he comes more, a bit more inside and if he's not playing with Smith Rowe, who doesn't give him the ball straight away, seems to be struggling a little bit. But he had a few chances at the, at the weekend where I think Pepe yeah. put in and he, and he just couldn't sort his touch out and it just seems like he's a little yeah. bit off at the moment. So oh, He's definitely a bit off, but I, all I would say about that is I completely agree with you about Saka. He, he's, he's out of form. I mean, he, yeah. but still still worth playing because oh, even he's still what he still won us the penalty didn't he uh, the free kick sorry the free kick um that 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 we scored from he's still come there's still always three or four moments in every game no matter how kind of bad he, i know you're right he suddenly seemed to forget how to chuck the ball like how remember how brilliant it was for england those amazing ways he'd get the ball keep it like stuck glued to his foot and he managed to like elude like three or four players, which we seem to do for Arsenal as well, of course. But I do think he's suffering from the England post tournament blues. I saw a tweet earlier and I meant to, um, to um, remember it, to refer to it. And I've lost it. I've just thinking <laughs> now. I've lost it. But I was saying how pretty much every major England player, attacking player, you know, Harry Kane, for example, who's having a terrible time at the moment. He was absolutely shocking in the last couple of Spurs games. So, you know, all of the attacking players that played for England quite are having a terrible start to the season or not very, certainly a disappointing start. And I do think it, you always see it, don't you? And, you know, think of him, think of what he's been through. He got to the, he played in the final. I mean, he came on a sub. He played, but he, he, played, he played in major games in the Euros that we nearly won. He had that fucking missed penalty. He's had all the ridiculous stuff that's happened on social media about him, the racism. He's dealt with a lot. And I think, I think he's ex- that's exhausting. And he's still playing every single game for Arsenal. You know, he's not, hasn't been given any kind of rest. I mean, obviously he's given like a week, extra week off or whatever, but I do think it's time to rest him. Maybe. I mean, may, I can't, I, I don't think you're resting for the Spurs game. Cause I think he thinks it's too important, but he just, I just feel like he needs a rest to get to mentally sort himself out. I and mean, the other final thing I was going to say about, because it was interesting, I was glad you brought out the fact that his first touch was was poor, because it's usually so brilliant. Everyone was banging on about Pepe's first touch, which was, a, and he did have some bad moments where he didn't control the ball, but so did Saka. And this fucking argument that happens, that I've had time and time again with people, particularly um, one person, about Pepe's, te- in quotes, technique. Well, we're not suddenly saying Saka hasn't got technique. We know he's got brilliant technique. But Pepe can trap the ball and, and deal with it and, and brilliantly, you know, go inside and make a great pass and score sometimes. He has got technique. It's just some it's just he's incredibly inconsistent with it. And I think, you know, which it shows that player even a player like Zaka can be inconsistent with their in quotes technique, with the trapping the ball, etc. Um so I just wanted to make that little ranting point. Um, Sorry, Max, go on. Sorry, I was saying I'm 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 personally a huge, huge fan of Pepe. Yeah, same. Uh, I, I I I love him. I th- I think you know, when you look at him, he's he's almost like a bit of a maverick in the way he plays. Um, you know, he doesn't kind of... It, it, it almost, it's almost interesting that I think Arteta's kind of finally trusted him now. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not really like an Arteta kind of player um, in, in, in the way that he's not like organised and, and doesn't like follow patterns and patterns of play and sort of plays his own game really. But I think the, the sooner that we can 
give Pepe like opportunities to to put, put put to put himself in space and find other players and get shots in on goal. I think we'll see a, a great return from him, as we did towards sort of the end of last season. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, what do you think about the Saka situation, Josh? Granit Xhaka or no Saka? Sorry, Saka. 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 Yeah, I I think some level of. Um, Dip is slightly inevitable after after the sort of highs we've seen, and there was such a level of pressure on his shoulders at certain points in the last year, eighteen months, to be the player that we would look to in a period where Aubameyang has been out of form and not the player that we that we hoped. That um, just taking that off his shoulders for a bit and allowing sort of a, a return into form of Aubameyang. Um, Odegaard to come in, Pepe to have some game. You, you want to see that. You, you don't always want to be like, who is our man of the match today? And it feels inevitable. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not worried at all. I think he is, as, as he seems to be called by the Arsenal social media team and a lot of other people, star boy at the moment. I know you're not wearing your T-shirt you got of him today, Boyd, but I presume it's in the feel, wash. It's in the wash. Well, you can't wear it five days, you know, Monday to Friday. I guess it needs, it's good to have Monday <laughs> off for the, for the yeah, T-shirt, exactly. you get something else. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm hugely excited about um, everything because Akron, how promising he he's going to be. And look, he's just turned twenty, right? Last week, did you send him a birthday card, Boyd? Uh, no, I forgot. Sorry, good good reminder though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you maybe no, better late than never. But yeah. get, get in there early ahead Relax. of the, the 20, 21st. Yeah. Um, no, I'm 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 just. So sort of hugely excited, and and probably the thing that pleased me most um, what was that grit and determination from all of them on Saturday. I don't care winning one nil, ugly at Burnley, brilliant. Uh, we shouldn't get over excited about it. Burnley have been hopeless at home now for all of 2021. I don't think they'd won since since January. Arsenal have got a great record at, at Burnley over the last you know how many years they've been in the Premier League and. Do you know how many free kicks we scored direct in the whole of the Premier League last year? Um, Just one. two. Two? I was going to say two one. And yeah, yeah. I can't remember William. Two. I mean, exactly. So just two. So to already have one so near the start of the season and feel like we've got a real threat from, you know, that kind of position um, is, is fantastic as well. So I, I, I sort of saw a bit of negativity, even amongst sort of Arsenal supporting friends and in WhatsApp groups, feeling like it was a bit of a horrible watch and it was, you know, difficult and you know not very flowing and, and everything like that i was i was just pleased three oh, yeah, points same, was, was same, huge yeah. i mean we win two nil on sunday we're above spurs i mean how ridiculous not, is that after everything that's happened yeah let's was, get ahead of ourselves but yeah go on there was, Im- there was an image that i there was there was two things i really like i'd say the performance was a bit dogged it wasn't the best game but um there was a couple of um did you did you see that image of ramsdale like holding the ball and tearing yeah. like shouting at him and a thought yeah. that's yeah. The sort of like shithousery we need like ramsdale when he when he when he goes to to catch the ball i like the way he has a foot out so if mm. a striker wants to come in they're getting a face for the boot, like yeah. you need a you need a bit of that at Burnley yeah. play. So yeah, it was uh it was it was a pleasing win for that. And Saturday Saturday evenings are always much better when when it, when Arsenal win always. And Boyd, there was a good bit of PR from Ramsdale, wasn't there, when he went into the crowd yeah. with his shirt, yeah, handed it over to a young kid. So uh, 
bonus points for uh, every for every child now. Yeah, that was lovely. Every child now, everyone under the age of like fifteen has to go to a game now with the sign saying, "Please give me your shirt." Don't they? It's like it's it's um it's extraordinary how that's become. It, that is one of the weaknesses I imagine with sitting in club level. Mm. You're not yeah. going to get a shirt, are you? No. You could take as many signs as you <laughs> no. want. Yeah, imagine that. How would Although you get someone to launch it up? I bet Tierney could throw it up there, could chuck it up there. No, He'd have a go. No chance. No? You're not a shirt. Sure, you'd have to get it into a proper ball, and uh, oh, I think it'd be, it'd be tough. There was Did another you get back shop- to the club shop? Because I know you were, tra- were you trying to Not, get stuff in the club shop the other week. I haven't, been, I haven't bought anything else yet. No, no. There was oh. another shot of Tierney giving his shirt, to, by the way, to a, to a kid in the crowd as well. They're all, they're all doing it. So, uh, at the all Burnley right. game. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was maybe that's ask... the answer, Boyd. You have to go to an away game. Yes, to take your sign because yes. in club level, it's not yes. going to happen. I mean, I don't think. I think I look slightly too old. I think it would be. I think it would be remiss of me to um, carry a sign saying, "Please give me your shirt." Uh, as a fifty, what would your reasoning be? Like, if you had a few extra words to add on to that, like, let's what, not, what would your argument be? <laughs> let's not um, tempt. Let's not. I, 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 I'm not going to enter into that. Um, oh. I mean, I could. Are you say going on? You going Wednesday, boys? I am going so, Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Looking are you forward, sitting in your seats? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. There's rumours that Charlie Patino. I was going to mention this. Charlie Patino, yeah. our new Wonderkind, Wonderkind, mm. um, or Wonderkid. If you watch Ted Lasso, and if you don't watch Ted Lasso, then what the fuck are you doing with your life? Um, there's a whole dis- debate about what, whether it's Wonderkid or Wonderkid. Um, and uh, but he, there are rumours he's going to play. We, we all hope he plays in this game on Wednesday. I mean, obviously, we are going to change it about a bit but then again we do have to win we'd have to beat because this competition is now a clear route into europe but max have you heard about the patino fella have you have you studied him on uh on the on the videos and on the youtube and or he's and we should all be very excited about him yeah he's uh he, he looks like a real talent in the uh in the Arsenal Academy. Is he, is he wearing number 10? Did I get that right? Uh, and he's, he, he, he looks like coming through with that left foot. I saw the goal he scored against uh, Man United, Man United reserves, went past yeah. no less than yeah. Phil Jones and stuck it past Henderson as well, didn't he? So Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah Two no, legends. Look, yeah, looks like, um, looks like a real talent. And I, um, yeah, I, I really hope to see him coming through in the time. I think, didn't, yeah. didn't Reese Nelson say... Um, to watch out for him and he was the one that yeah. he spoke about yeah. Saka. so yeah fingers crossed that uh he, maybe he plays on Wednesday as well yeah I really hope yeah he's 17 um he's like a kind of skillful attacking midfielder isn't he it's very exciting possibly yeah are you going Josh on Wednesday so to see Patino Charlie I'm still working out if I am going might have a work commitment that that takes me um, uh, possibly to the uh, the fourth round draw. Weirdly enough, uh, oh, one of your clients so, is doing the fourth round. Yeah, draw. Micah is doing the the fourth round draw. So I may or may not be with him, depending on what goes on on Wednesday, uh, which would take me away from the Emirates. But I will do everything in my powers to ensure a brilliant fourth round draw. Um, of course, uh, not that I'll be able to do anything <laughs> at all about it. Um, but naively, I would um, I would hope that we will be in it. Um, with, uh, Did you watch talking of Micah? Which talking of so Micah Richards, we should say is what is what you're 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 his you're his um what kind of uh, manager? I'm his manager. 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 Yeah. Are you going to be polite? And he's. About... Oh, totally. Don't worry. I'm not going to. I would never oh, be good. unprofessional. Okay. It's like I mean, I love him. He's great. He's, he's a great. Um, he's a great. Clearly, a lovely guy and a very entertaining. But I did mm. watch. If you watched the Sky yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, Max. But they had um, Roy Keane yeah. was on. 
in in the Chelsea Spurs match, even by his standards, he was on with Micah. It was him, Micah, and uh, who's the third? Um, part Graham Sooners. Oh, yeah. Graham Sooners, always. Yeah, Sooners and Sooners, Keen and, and um, Sooners are always the duo. And often it's Micah or, 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 or Gary Neville or whatever. Anyway, Keen, Roy Keane, by his, even by his standards, was in an extraordinarily... Um, pugnacious form. He was furious about how shit Spurs was. And obviously, as an Arsenal fan, it was amazing. Harry Kane absolutely let him have it with both barrels. I mean, he I've never seen anyone attack Harry Kane the way that he did. And I was I'm totally there for it, by the way. I mean, obviously it was incredibly entertaining. Um, but Micah looked quite shocked. And I so what I'm saying to you is I really want to know the full like what is my uh, Micah sometimes watching he's sitting there watching Roy Keane and coming out with this stuff, and it's like what the fuck is he going on about? But, in, you know, in a kind of brilliant way. So I think it's a, it's a fascinating... Um... I, I, I've got to say, I'm, I'm obviously not completely neutral on it, but I thought it was excellent, the, the 45 minutes after the game yesterday. Very entertaining. Mm. Sort of must watch Very entertaining. Um, stuff, considering, you know, that they are effectively having the post-match debate and just dropping in a bit of comments from the manager. I, I thought it was fantastic and, and genuine debate there. There was, there was disagreement, but you know, everyone making, you know, their arguments. And I just think Keane is, I think that is keen. There's no act, right? Like he, oh, yeah, is, no. you no. know, this I is mean, his think, strong yeah, opinion gets, and yeah, he gets it. And yeah. look, Tottenham, let's face it. It, that should have been six or seven. However, we felt as Arsenal fans watching Chelsea Arsenal and that first half, yeah. at least we put in enough yeah. in the second half where we didn't get like taken the piss out of. There were six, seven brilliant opportunities in that seven half. They took three, but there were some outstanding saves. Like it was a terrible half of football where Spurs fans felt very angry and yes, three one nil wins to open the season, but they fell apart at Crystal Palace. Yes, they're down to ten men. You fancy yeah. Arsenal Sunday. I fancied Arsenal before I saw that second half. I, I just think oh. there's enough in the Arsenal team to go ahead and beat Spurs this Sunday. And if we after the start they had and the start we had are above them after six games, that would be hilarious. Well that's and I think it will happen. I like that. Wow, I mean, not, you that, create... not that our deal. Well, sadly, too much of this season might be about do we finish above Spurs because it isn't going to be about are we winning the title, oh, definitely... challenging for the challenging for top four. But win that game, and suddenly we do get back into a conversation about the top six. I mean, I know it's six games in, but that you know people were talking like that was dead and buried after three games. If we're on nine points after six games, it, it's absolutely on. I mean, we're. We're on. I just think I'm so excited for Sunday now. I really, I really am. I just think we've, we've, we're playing them at a time where they're feeling shitty after two crap performances. We're on, you know, a little bit of a bounce after a couple of wins. Hopefully, a encouraging performance against Wimbledon in the week. I'm excited, boys. I don't know what you're doing. It worries me. It worries you, me. You, you don't look too excited. No, I'm not. I'm dreading it because I think this is exactly every all Arsenal fans. I don't. I never understood. All Arsenal fans are getting overexcited about the whole. Yeah, if we go, if we, if he's Beat them two near, we go above them, blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is a North London derby. Anything can happen, use that cliche. Also, Spurs, there's no way they're going to play as badly against us as they did against Chelsea and, and Palace. It's never going to happen. They're going to be much better. And, and always, Kane and Son together are quite capable of tearing our, our defence apart. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I don't want to preempt the, the prediction, Max, but when I'm the, not as confident as Josh is. Well, when you see Harry Kane 
four games played, zero goals. Yeah, right. You know, you know he's like you don't you don't even want to tempt fate. Like you no. know he, you know he's coming close or scoring on on Sunday. So yeah. I mean, I, I want. I'm, <laughs> I, it's hard. It's hard to to not back us after watching how bad they were. But you know what we're capable of when we're mm. bad. And we haven't been in free-flowing attacking form. So I would like to think that the the, the new jubilant Emirates will get us through on uh, on Sunday. So I will go. Are we doing predictions now? Um, well, we kind of got ahead of away predictions because Josh, Josh uh, blundered in talking about that game. We've almost like... Got Sorry. To... I, That's okay. I, did, I took us on a tangent when you were talking you about the post or why Roy Keane was taking up Spurs. But I, yeah. I just genuinely... It's like, our record against Spurs at home in the Premier League is terrific. Like, they, they've not come and won. I mean, it's over 10 years, isn't it? I think it's that game in November okay. yeah. 2010 where they won 3-2. So for us... To, to go into this game, any North London derby at home, we've, we've been in, you know, you know, find plenty of draws in there, but we haven't sort of come and been beaten. So I'm, I don't know, Boyd, I, I know you sort of want to be a, a little bit cautious. Yeah. And you've, you've understandably, uh, you know, got that. Yeah. And hopefully, will you be wearing your Saka t-shirt for the game Sunday or are you going to get out I actually, I actually can't make it to the game on Sunday. Oh, you've got this. Gig, I've got, yeah, don't you? I'm hosting Steve an event. <laughs> Ricky Gervais, close. Oh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, sorry. I'm hosting. I'm hosting an event with Ricky Gervais at the exact time um, that I, it was show. Yeah, so. Well, we should say you agreed to it prior to the kickoffs being confirmed. Uh, yes, I certainly put it this way. I didn't have the calendar of, of um, fixtures in my um, on my iPhone when I agreed to to host the event. But you know. Um, Are you going to record the game, or this is yeah. a live event and it would be too difficult? It'd be a live. If I could record the game, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll set the I'll set the the sky queue. But, but you won't watch it as live. You think you're as in? Will you know the score? I think I I, I can never avoid the score. Yeah, I I, I'll, I yeah. will. I think yeah. I think I think I will. Um, I think I'll be finished with um, Ricky um, by the second half. So I think I'll probably watch most of the second half at the um, venue, which is a cinema in town. So I'll probably. Um, yeah, I'll probably be watching it on my phone in the second half, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. That's why you're not excited about this, Boyd. I am excited. No, I'm very excited. It's just, an, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm incredibly honoured to be doing a Q&A with Ricky Gervais, but it is, unfortunately, it's cla- it's exact clash. Um, yeah, He's then, not interested in football, is he? He's, do you know what? He's always, um, he always asks about Arsenal whenever I see him, because he knows that I, I'm a big Arsenal fan. I'm, you know, I don't see him every week, but I see him, you know, semi every, every now and then when he's got, he, he, you know, when I see him about a new project or whatever. So he's away, he, he, he keeps tabs on it. He does keep tabs on it. And he's usually aware of what's going on. Have you ever on. gone to a game together? Has he ever has he no, come, with you, come with you? No, no? no I don't <laughs> think he would. I don't <laughs> think he would. <laughs> Maybe if you tell him there's an opportunity Sorry, that someone... Oh, sorry, sorry. I was going to say, maybe he'll come along if he knows there's a chance of getting a sweaty shirt from Kieran Tierney launched mm. from the pitch up to you in mm. club level. I, well, don't that game think, I don't think that's going to entice him. No. What did you ask, Max? Right. Sorry. What did I was you... saying, is this for Afterlife? This is for Afterlife. Yeah, it's yeah. actually an Afterlife. Um, it's called From Script to Screen. And it's a um, it's a it's like a Netflix Evening Standard event. Yeah, they're doing a whole yeah. So, so it's like how he how he writes it and everything. Um, yeah, I'll ask him if he wants to come to a game. I, he definitely won't. He definitely won't. Can you imagine Ricky Gervais in the middle of he, he, even club level? He's still going to get bombarded with um, with people. Well, you, you, uh, well I, uh, 
it's not as busy as it used to be in club level. <laughs> that, that much is clear from looking around. I mean, there's there's never been more seats available. Even now, you go on and you want to buy a ticket for Arsenal Spurs on Sunday. You can have you can have a whole row in club level if you want. That's the can level of uh, demand. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's, there's, there's hundreds of tickets in, How in much club is level. Ticket? They're just too expensive. How much does it, it cost? ranges. I, I think the cheapest ones in club level. Uh, something like one six five, I think, for, um, for Sunday. Oh, that's ridiculous! Uh, yeah. But they go up to about three thirty for the sort of bang on the centre. Is that, is that uh, dinner included? No, so it no. doesn't even include food, Max. No, it doesn't. It is outrageous. Yeah, another twelve quid for a fucking veggie burger if you want to. If you want to eat, yeah. well, at least at least we're not doing what Spurs did with the uh, the carb. Was it that they did like all vegan menus at the game? Didn't they? Oh, on their carbon neutral. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Actually, the carbon neutral thing was even fun. It was almost as funny as the Roy King going absolutely crazy <laughs> um, about how shit Spurs were. That was fascinating. Yeah, the whole attempt to kind of was it? Um, yeah, long kind of interview with uh, Kieran Trippier, I think it was, wasn't it? About his <laughs> carbon neutral. I mean, do me a favour. I yeah. mean, like drowning their sorrows with a grilled shiitake burger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, let's not let's not have, i mean i'm not a fan of the shiitake particularly but let's not do down all the vegans oh know? no i'm not yeah, doing no, that. No, no i don't want to i don't want to upset any punters don't but. upset any punters no exactly oh. anyway i guess we are winding our way rather pathetically to um predictions time i just want to bring up one other thing about the game the game was session, which i meant to mention right at the beginning which i've seen a lot of people excuse our um frankly useless final ball in that game like we you know we had some quite promising we'd have quite a few promising um attacks built up and then someone either pepe often or whoever would zacco whoever would not would not deliver a clinical final ball to score or would shoot wildly emil smith had a couple of chances they're blaming the dry pitch could it possibly be the fault of the dry pitch max I mean, I think I think all footballers around might prefer a greasy surface, but it used to be it, it used to be like a thing, wasn't it? Oh, if Arsenal come to town, maybe don't dry your pitch. Or I think there was a Champions League game uh, when uh, Mourinho's into Milan might have played um, Barcelona, and obviously yeah. they had the the tiki the tiki taka. Um, and I think he didn't didn't water the pitch. But to be honest, nowadays you look at I think if you look at every game that we start a kickoff with, it's always a long ball that starts it, isn't it? So, oh, always, yeah, always, yeah. So I don't know if that applies to us as much anymore. But you know, Burnley will always be Burnley, so Burnley will try will try these sort of things. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted the, I just wanted the dry pitch issue to be addressed fully. Right then, it is it is uh, predictions time. We can't. Josh tried to uh, ram it through earlier in a, in a wild reorganisation of the uh, of the format of the podcast, but that's fine. So you've kind of predicted. Or you think we're going to win, Josh? You've thrown down that gauntlet against Spurs, by the way. What is it? What are you saying? Three one, two one, three one. Two two nil, two, two nil. nil. So we'll win on on Sunday. We should possibly predict the Wimbledon game, but we'll go to suppose two nil. I yeah. think, and yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm oddly confident. I just just see enough in this squad, and I was arguing for this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that the crisis might not be as big as as people are, are making out. That we're probably one point behind where. I thought we might be after three games and that with a couple of wins, things could start to feel very different. So, you know, and look, even if we draw this game, not 
it, it, not a disaster, you know. I think everyone would have taken seven points from the from the sort of three games after the international break. So, yeah, that's my thoughts, and uh, I think a two 0 win, Boyd. Um, I know you'll be worried about Clean. what's going on sort of afterlife and and whatnot. But have you got any thoughts on the game? Clean sheet for Leno, you're predicting. That's that's interesting. Um, well, potentially, I don't know. I mean, it yeah. depends if you believe a bloke with 300,000 followers uh, yeah. on yeah, Twitter who's I don't know. German. Does he have a German insight into this with Leno? Yeah. Not sure. Okay. Not sure. Um, I, oh, God, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I think I'm going to put it in a draw just because part of me really thinks we're going to lose in, in it. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't have much, much. I don't have your confidence. So I'm going to go for a, I'll go for a wild tool draw. <laughs> How about you, Max? I mean, I don't think I've been on this podcast and ever predicted anything less than a win. So mm. I'll go. I'll go one nil. Okay. I don't think we're 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 not a, we're not a team that scores a lot of goals. That's true. Um, so yeah, it'd be one nil, and it'll be a set piece. <laughs> Interesting. And we have got the midweek um, game in the uh, in the um, what's it called cup in the Carabao Cup against AFC Wimbledon. Um, Max, what do you reckon? I guess it'll be we'll see the likes of Martinelli and um, those people. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say as well. It's 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 nice to go into a game like this, and you know it, we're going to be seeing people like Martinelli and hopefully Charlie Patino. Where before we'd be giving people like a Mustafi a run around. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's nice. I I mean, well, having said that, the last the lineup in the last game was was quite extraordinary, wasn't it? Um, well, I think that's because we were on a on a real bad spell and needed a yeah. win. Otherwise, it would have been Arteta's head. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I haven't seen a great deal of AFC Wimbledon, but let's let's say let's say four nil. Oh, four nil. Okay, Josh. Yeah, it's interesting to think about the team for this game, even in goal. I mean, does Ramsdale sort of stay in? He obviously played in the last round away at West Brom. Or does Leno come back in? And mm. what Arteta may or may not be thinking about for Sunday, you know, heavily influences that decision. Um, you presume we'll see an entirely different backline. Cedric, presumably, I think, coming in at right back. I'm sure both central defenders will change. I'd expect Holding and Mari, Nuno Tavares, you think Maitland-Niles will get the nod in, in sense of... Kalasinac played probably. in the in the last League Cup game. Oh, well, yeah. I know, but that was, you know, I, 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 I don't think, I think Tavares, I think if we go for four at the back, that's that's mm. what he is. Lukonga, okay. probably Maitland-Niles. Um, I mean, Eddie Nketiah, we haven't seen uh, in some mm. time. Lacazette, Martinelli. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's those are the sort of players I, I'd expect to, to see. Yeah. Um, look, against League One opposition, they've started the season okay. I, I, I think this is probably a win, maybe not as heavy as people think, but I'll go 3-1 to uh, to Arsenal. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 2-0. Um, I'm going to go 2-0 for that one. I don't know why. Well, Max, it's been a joy. Thanks for coming back to the podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Enjoyed Pleasure. it. Thank you, Josh. Um, we'll all hope, so I think a lot of us will be there on Wednesday it'll be, it'll be interesting and um, let us pray that you are both right about the North London Derby um, we'll see and we'll see you this time next week cheers bye if you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this show contact us at playbackmedia.co.uk 
Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.